know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Welcome to the Heart Sing Podcast. I have a special edition here for you today. I just happen to be in Beaver Creek, Colorado with one of the people in my life who has always been a huge inspiration and more like a sister to me, but she is my aunt, Mary Beale Adler. And I've asked her to do this podcast because she's really has so many amazing stories and I want her to share with you some of the wisdom I get in our 1 million Marco Polos when we're not together and inspire they inspire so much of what you hear me do and put into action on the podcast from biohacking to Dr. Joe Dispenza from embracing my creativity to following my heart and being a successful female entrepreneur and everything in between. Mary's been a source of infinite knowledge to me and continues to do so. She's not only my aunt, which should make it reason enough to want to listen. I mean, there's like two crazy field witches in this world. Oh, yes, my friends. And and there are some more we've reproduced. Let's dive into the special edition of the podcast with us field witches, healers and light warriors here to live in love and create magic in our world and hope it touches your world and your heart in a special way today. I am going to read you Mary's bio since she will never tell you all this about herself and you need to know a little bit more maybe than we just share blood, (laughs) although that's fun. Mary is a successful entrepreneur, author, creativity coach. She owns and operates the Georgetown Bagelry Retail and Wholesale Bakery in the D.C. area with a bachelor's degree in English Lit from University of Maryland, attended Antioch Law School for a couple years. So, you know, she can advise me on all things as well as what you should know from this, right? <laughs> she turned the bakery into an award-winning success with no formal business training. And as a mother of six and a veteran in the business space, Mary's also sought after expert in women's leadership and work-life balance issues. She has a heart for philanthropy, cycling, yoga, meditating, reading, playing the piano, teaching meditative spin. Most recently, Mary's big adventure she's off on is working to by the whole coast of Africa. It's called Tour de Freak, which is is just amazing. I kind of want to jump in there since Mary and I were like, what do we want to talk about today? And we're not scripted at all, you guys. So this is just going to be us talking from our hearts. Mary is really you're just really good at doing things and creating magic in your world and creating life and doing something epic like Tour de Freak. And what you do on your bicycle is is just big. Can you tell everyone how you even got into this and got this idea and how, how this dream is happening? Wow, Eddie. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm back at the bio. I'm like, oh, I need to, we need to like update the bio. If right? you don't mind if I just step back a little bit. Yeah. The, a kind of synchronicity in my life is my name. I wanted to go to business. I've always been able to make a buck. You know, as hard worker, we grew up in the Midwest, kind of part of our DNA. After undergraduate school, I decided they were advertising they wanted creative people in their MBA program at the University of Maryland. So I thought, well, that's me. You know, I'm always doing something creative. I'm always working, doing business. I could felt like I could run anything. I was always making a good bit of money just being creative. I went in and I took that MCAT and scored negative. Literally, you could have guessed and scored better on that <laughs> test to get into the graduate school of business. And it just dumbfounded me. I, I was so... I cried. You know, I thought, am I that stupid? And I thought, well, I'm not going into business. What can I do? And I looked at the opportunities and the things that were going wrong in that moment. I I guess um, that's one thing is looking um, for the opportunity and adversities. Long story short, many years later, probably 25, 25, 30 years later, my initials, which I use for creativity and human potential coaching are MBA. Uh, My Mary name is Mary Beale Adler, and I have an MBA from a different perspective. I do run a business. I am a CEO. That just brings me a certain confidence in listening to my heart and looking for opportunities when it seems like there are none, like zero, nada. And I just love being MBA, you know? A little diversion there. A little squirrel. No, I'm glad to, <laughs> I'm glad you did squirrel away. So to yeah. a freak? Well, no, I think this is great. What you said about finding possibilities and adversity. I think that's something that I really work to to teach now and help and lead to help people find because that's where we get stuck. We fail and we stop. The letting that I didn't pass the test to get my MBA to stop me from becoming the CEO and running what yeah, you learning do. Learning as much you know? as possible about business and you know they're different and I think that's for me a real feminine energy mm-hmm. I can do it from heart and from a whole different energy center than uh, you know prefrontal cortex which the majority of our society I think has done it's been exciting to have the bagel shop to play with and experiment with that approach to business Yet at the same time, you know, for me, I had a real block with numbers since I scored negative on this thing and I never was a math whiz, but, but I, I just sat next to all the, you know, my forums and business things. I'd sit next to the CPAs and accountants. I I made them my best friends and I swear I (laughs) picked it up from osmosis. Osmosis. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's like, I, I, I kind of, to this day, it's one, it's a bit of my dark side. I am, I can read a spreadsheet, you know, I can do all that stuff, but I don't do it like everybody else because I look deeper. Well, and, and here's the thing that, that is in that story is we are told these are the paths. These are the only ways to go be these things. You need to get the MBA. You need to go to school. I tell my kids this. I'm like, you don't have to go to school to be, you can decide to be whatever you want 
without that in a lot of ways. Like I've learned more taking online courses in the past three years than I learned through my entire college education. And I went to school as an adult where I was really excited. I had like straight A's because I was like all Addy time, right? I was like 28, 29. I went later. And so I think I was really dedicated. And I think so many of us get, we let our dreams be stopped because we didn't get in that school or, you know, we can't possibly be that thing because like, it's like the unicorn effect. Like, oh, I can't lose weight like Addie did because she's, you know, often in RV adventuring or something like that, where that has nothing to do with it, you know? A great mentor of mine, Mark Allen from New World Library, I said, well, you know, everything in its own perfect time for this or something better. It's a different kind of energy coming from that approach. The learning is available if we are. Then we get into the whole... That's beautiful. The learning is available if we are. I always say the knowledge will come when you need it. When you're ready for it, right? It'll be there. It'll find you almost. Oh, absolutely. And when that happens, you know, that unexpected, those magical moments when it pops into your life, this knowing, this experience, this whatever, for me, that's when I know I created it from the field. Why don't tell everyone a little bit about the field, because you're probably going to bring that up a few more times. The quantum field, I've dug very deep into uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, all of his books, and I am one of his advanced meditation students, attended, well, several of his uh, week-long retreats. So the meditation practice, which actually I got into meditation via Addy, TM, just kind of took it from there with things that came to me synchronicities in the universe that I couldn't ignore and I just kept learning more and more. The idea is working through energy centers and having the ability to elevate myself to higher emotions, becoming nobody, no one, no thing. Basically entering the quantum field, putting my thoughts there and the energy comes back to me to create whatever I want to create in my life. And not just things, but experiences, healings. Uh, It's pretty amazing to witness spontaneous healings. Once I actually was part of that whole experience, I couldn't ignore it. So I do spend a lot of my energy going there, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's what I've been talking about, I think, most recently about signs and being when I'm when I'm in flow, right? When I'm connected, when I am in alignment, the signs and the doors and the universe. And you'll say to me, you're creating from the field, right? And at Chopra, we call, you know, Deepak calls it the field of infinite possibilities, right? Same quantum field. It's like the same place where we are creating from. Make no mistake. I see Dr. Joe on my path soon too. I'm like, I'm finishing where I'm at now, but you've definitely inspired me. And I've listened to a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff too. And it's really, it's just all so magical when you start to dig into this possibility of the oneness, which I think is what what you're talking about there. Like when I talk about the unity consciousness, right? Where we're one, where you're no one, nothing, nobody. And this is where we create from. And when you allow yourself to be there more and you spend less time doing, but then more things happen and time is infinite and we're creating from this place. Space time. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I think it's really important to remember that there are many roads to the same place. Yep. To be available for our own unique ways of learning. Our ways are, are different, but they converge yeah. to, you know, oneness. And it's we learn from thing. each other in that, yeah, right? Big, like big um, sharing back and forth and not being closed minded to the possibilities of, oh, what's that? You know, what's that you're talking about? What's that new thing I can learn? Yeah. You know, and it might not be knowledge for me at that time, but it, it's a tickle in there and then it'll come for me. You know, it's like the true darks. Mary's wearing on her face right now these glasses, you guys. These true dark glasses, which block all the bad rays. I actually feel the differences in my body. My sleep is like off the charts. And a lot of it is circadian rhythm and protecting my eye. Well, let's talk about why sleep yeah. is so important. I think that's the, it, it's so key. It's, it's key to weight loss. It's key to being oh. in alignment. It's, um, it's key to feeling good. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really working to try to get more. I don't get very good sleep. I know the darkness. I have the eye covers. I even have earplugs now. I'm doing the sleep mode. Like I keep just like adding things and trying them, you know? There is a magic number for screen time, lights. So you put on the the blockers. These are partial day blockers. So if I'm in front of the screens, I usually wear them. But there's blue blockers, the red ones at night. Two hours before you go to bed, you put those on. It tells your, your eyes, tell your brain that you're winding down and it's time to sleep. Not to mention, it helps your your eyes. Your eyes. And these are the um, true darks we're talking about, you guys. Um, and The new cool. Yeah. So I, I got the day and the night. And um, I, I have been able to improve my sleep when I'm at home. But I think there's still... I'm still off, yeah, so, you know? So, so like... So yeah. the blue blockers, the total blockers make a difference, but also turning everything off a few hours before you go to bed. If you're going to read, read from a book. You still, if you have light, you know, protect your eyes because that's part of the rhythm of your life. And also the earlier in the evening you eat, the magic number is three hours is is ideal to not have any food whatsoever before you go to bed. And then drinking 16 ounces of filtered water before you go to bed. You know, you think you're going to get up and pee more. You won't. You'll. It'll be pretty much the same as you yeah. ever do. But it helps your body do what it does while you're sleeping, re, re, uh, flush itself out and rejuvenate. It just gives it that that advantage. Let's let's get back to dreams and do a biohacking episode maybe another time. <laughs> Because we could go on about biohacking for like, right? Right. Let's shift back and kind of, because I want to talk about how you create, you know, because, and your signs, you like being open to seeing, like knowing and being intuitive, listening to your heart and your body, because you're so good at this, right? And, and I think, and I think creating boundaries in your life. This is where a lot of women I work with struggle too, because you have a lot of demands on your life. You know, you're, you're married, you guys have kids, you have the business, you're traveling, you have the biking, you have all of these things going on. And yet you're manifesting 
so much in your world and creating time to get to the quantum field and get in tune. Yeah, my priorities have shifted big time. When I do, I spend, you could never have told me I'd spend three or four hours a day meditating, but I do. And I integrate how I meditate with other things. And I've become really good at it so that I, and, and this is practice, you know, it's just like showing up for myself and starting and doing it like walking meditation. I was preparing for learning about it. And I thought, you know, I can read all I want, but I just need to start doing it. So I downloaded some stuff and I just got in nature and got up every morning and showed up for myself and started walking. And I can tell you, I, most of the time I didn't feel like doing it, but once I took some action and just started moving. Then the sound comes on and I immediately go into trance now and be there, be my future self, imagining eight and visualize who I am at the deepest level, who I want to be and what I expect of myself in the future. Defining the future is that 5, 10, 15 years. You know, what is that? What does it look like? That's one, that's one thing. So like walking meditation, Laying down meditation, I'll do my Beamer, it's a PEMF device for circulation, so I'll lay on there, but I do blessing of the energy centers. I got to tell you guys, I think I've been using the Beamer. I'm like, I have to get one of these things. It's so cool. I do feel it. I feel my circulation better. I've only been doing seven minutes on the lowest level a couple of times now. I feel so good, but I've also, I've also been taking a lot of time, which is what you're saying right now too, right? Like I've been taking, as soon as I made that shift, I've been telling you guys about that. As soon as I made that shift to putting so much time into myself and investing in my connection with me, with my I am, with the universe, right? However we want to define it. When I put more time in just being, you know, and I've been going to the pool and being in the sauna and the spa and, you know, just being still and quiet in those spaces and the beamer in all of these things, I'm just feeling so good and so grounded in so many ways and having great conversation, you know, yeah, being yeah. here with you in person and not having the Marco Polo and Jonathan and us, you know, connecting with people that we can have these like-minded discussions with. Discussions and there's just energy. I mean, even when we don't talk, it's just a great vibe, you know, you know, you're being supported. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how the sisterhood is too. Exactly. It really is. It's, it's just a great thing. And the more I take time to strengthen my energy centers, chakras, you know, and, really embody those feelings, knowing what all of that is and visualizing the different emotions and actually naming the multitude of emotions that exist within me. Yes. And the real power is elevated emotions, you know, higher, higher love, higher joy, higher love, that happens for me by really understanding all of the other emotions, you know, the, the dark stuff, because that's where the lights 
I, I can let the light seep through. And, and that just brings me, you know, incredible joy. To experience that, I double layer things. I lay on my beamer and I do a blessing of the energy centers almost daily and sometimes twice a day. So how do you go about doing the blessing of the energy center? Is this where you picture, you you do your picture of like in each energy center as you go through? Yeah, Is that how I you do that? I personally do have visualizations for each energy center. And that's a powerful thing. Can actually do it on my own. So that's the beauty of using, you know, having a teacher that really cares about learning the science behind why we do what we do. And the more we understand that, just the easier it is to transcend and, and be in trance and to heal and change from the inside out. Well, it's marrying the knowledge with the experience, which is, you know, when we teach, um, like when I teach the primordial sound method, so much of it, only a fraction of what I'm instructing is the method itself. The rest is all knowledge because at some point you're going to have these experiences. And if you don't have the knowledge to marry with it, then it becomes something different. And as you deepen your experience, like what happened with both of us with TM, I think we both wanted to grow you hit that point with your meditation that you want to expand your knowledge more. We had it off on these different paths to expand it. You were expanding through Dr. Joe, who's fascinating. I'm going to expand there next. Well, a, and yeah, yeah, go ahead. that and also 20 years of Zen, you know, Dave Asprey's place. I'm really keen oh, yeah. on going and spending a week up there. Let's talk about uh, Dave Asprey for a minute because not everyone knows who he is or what biohacking is. And we've kind of mentioned yeah. him a few times. We call Mary the biohacker, by the way. She has two hashtags in the sisterhood and they are sparkinator in the biohacker. She is a biohacker extraordinaire. So tell everyone what biohacking is and how you kind of got into it. Yeah, and, biohacking. Um, well, first of all, Dave is the grandfather of biohacking. He coined the phrase. So it's adjusting your outside world and inner world to your best advantage. That's basically it. So what's around you, your environment, what you put in your life experience and inside what you eat, Um, how you heal, your energy, that's it. You know, I was really surprised when I got into, he wrote the book Fast This Way, you guys will hear me talk about when we did, you know, we talked about fasting and all of that. It's so multifaceted. It is so also rooted in a lot of ways in Ayurvedic science, you know, the um, science from 5,000 years ago, and Dave will talk about it too, you know, in the spiritual journey of the biohacking, how science is being married to spirituality in this aspect. And it's really spirituality being that dive inside and sound healing and mantras and energy vibrations, you know, sound vibrations, you know, the, the biohacking, because it is all part of the universe environment we're in. Absolutely. Yeah. The sound healing is immense. I'm not deep into it. I do play, you know, I'm connected to a lot of musicians and things like that. It's kind of a different angle. Yeah. um, There's so many different ways to go in everywhere. And I have noticed like when when we go to Rancho La Porta in in Mexico, um, my husband and I go about once a year and we go to the sound meditation, uh, sound healing meditation every day. It's just one of the most beautiful things. And as as I've done it more, and I don't do it a lot away from there because I'm doing all these other things, it's just heart sing in action. You know, yeah. you, I, I see things about myself that I can 
embrace or change or insight through that sound energy? You know, I got a I got a sound bowl. I got a singing bowl. It doesn't sing there. <laughs> you gotta work on that one. You gotta work on it. I don't know how to use it. I gotta <laughs> chime to finally when I finish meditation, you know, and I'm like, oh I can do that because I just ding the mallet. But I I got the sound bowl's like beyond me. But I do love that. Like when I've been to like an aerial yoga and you hang in the cocoon and then they do the sound bowls <laughs> and they wash over you and you just and that's what like b- bija mantras are too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I like, need to give you your mantra while you're here because yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. a that's like an energy sound vibration. Like some of the music, Dr. Joe, you know, those are all sound vibrations, right? Like, oh, yeah. They, they oh, yeah. And it, like get those different waves working and all of that stuff. And our bodies can create this. And the sounds of nature always oh, on the chairlift. I don't know if I told you this. I think I did. It was so quiet up there. And I thought, listen to all these primordial sounds. You know, now that I have this awareness of what a primordial yeah, sound is, the yeah. original sounds and just the <laughs> wind coming through the trees and like, oh no, I'm so cheesy, right? It's true though. I, it's magical. I see it on my bike. I'm out riding it. Oh. And the aspen leaves, you know, they like flicker in the wind i swear i can hear them the whole heart coherence and mind coherence the birds start flocking you you know yes right yes oh tell what what are your birds again my yeah. birds uh, east coast are are red birds and mm-hmm. probably because they stick out so much i mean i really notice them they come and say hello and it's it's just like fascinating. Here it's been these black they're not really blackbirds, they're dark, dark blue. And I Ooh. don't know what they're called, but they do they hear me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I told you I had my hummingbird. I had my hummingbird twice. The yeah. same one when I was in heart coherence at I was meditating in the pavilion and then again at the pool, and she was so loud, like singing. Her wings were singing, like to get my attention, like to where I open my eyes and I would look and it was like, like Tinkerbell up there, like just zipping all over. And I'm like, there's, there's my signs. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Having that knowing, right. That you're connected to everything. Yeah. Everything in its own perfect time and place right here, right now. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. So on your bike, (laughs) Well, let's talk about the bike because you are creating, I mean, you're going on this epic trip. And I remember you first talking about this. Yeah, I'm going to go on this tour d'Afrique. And I'm like, okay, all right, what, what is that? And well, I guess you're here. I don't have to tell everyone what you said. I could just ask you, Mary, what's tour d'Afrique? It's, it's a cycling expedition race from Cairo to Cape Town. It's basically Eastern Africa, down the Nile, and I haven't immersed myself in the actual uh, direction yet until I, you know, I'm sent the GPS. When I have the routes and I put them into my Garmin, then I'll look more at that. But there'll be time once we start to do all, all of that. My ma- main prep has been inside work human potential stuff, biohacking, having the ability to heal myself quickly because so many things happen on an expedition like this. This is four months of covering the country day in and day out on your bike with all different kinds of weather, all different kinds of people from around the world. So I imagine one of the most challenging things is 
the group energy and everybody getting along and, you know, having good days, bad days. And what does that look like? So I've really done the work to be able to, you know, sleep on the ground. Your sleep is rural. We we sleep in t- little tents. So you're riding all day, you get to you get to where you're going and then you set up your tent and sleep. You know, really making sure that I know how to get good sleep, hold presence and awareness for other people, things like that, to really be a great group team member. That's been my major training. Yeah. That- yeah, meanwhile you're biking 80 miles. Well, yeah, and it, you do have- <laughs> like like oh, you're like, "Oh, I just went for 30 miles," right? I know yeah. you like to compare it to my swimming laps, but it's not even close. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, I just did 20 laps. Yeah, that, which is nothing. You know, so, and I get that. Okay, so 30 miles is nothing. <laughs> well, in the mountains, it's something. Yeah, it is. It's, I can't even breathe up here. Yeah, we're like at 8,000. We're, we're up there. I mean, I finally feel like I'm breathing now, but it does, you do wake up and feel like you're on caffeine or something, you know? But Tour d'Afrique, I, I mean, how all of this happened was I look for, I like to be the best version of myself possible. What does that look like? What does that mean? A big part of it is, you know, lighting my fire and lighting my heart. Things will come into my experience that I just can't ignore. And one was randomly a woman popped up on, I don't know, something, maybe YouTube for oldest woman cycling all the, all the continents and the Guinness World Record. And I'm like, damn, I can, I can win. I can beat that one. (laughs) So that kind of, you know, like sparked me in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, I've gone across one continent and I can do, you know, and then I'm thinking how old I am. And then I I looked at, uh, and then somebody else mentioned uh, Tour d'Afrique, an old friend that I rode cross country with. It just lit my, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought, well, I'll start there. That's the hardest one from my perspective of all the continents. The United States, the way I did it, doesn't count. It has to be north to south. So I just decided to do it, and I signed up. <laughs> and I did, but I didn't sign up just for one. I signed up for the epic version, like all seven. It, it just lit my fire, and I had many... So you signed up for all seven continents? Or you mean well, all it, all seven countries? Con- what do you mean? It's continents, but... I, you know, I'm doing Africa first and then like every couple of years. And then you have a lot of things to juggle, like family, health. After being out like that, I know I will be a different person and just reacclimating to home and family and, you know, regular life. How I decide to do things like this is I know I will learn an extreme amount of valuable stuff about myself and other and the universe, you know, other people. And I can bring that back and make a difference in lives. Yeah. And you know, people are, people are going to listen to this and be like, Oh, that's great, Mary, but you have the luxury that you can go and do all of these things, right? Like, you know, everyone looks at everyone else's life and thinks this, right? No, but they do, but they do, right? Well, I had no idea how I, how I would afford to do this or my husband would be like, you know, I mean, uh, four months away is huge, things like that. But I didn't think about money. Ever. I mean, when I when I took over my business, I was three quarters of a million dollars in debt. Okay, I, that was beyond my imagination. That was just like, oh my god, you know, like how in the world? Um, but I knew deep, deep, deeply that I have a great product. All, the only other couple of things I need to really have a successful business is financial controls and marketing. So I put those things in place and very, very slowly. 
I didn't doubt, you know, the quality just, you know, step by step did it. What do you what do you think stops most people from doing epic things in their life? Um, fear, fear, maybe, you know, I've had friends say like, how do you make a decision? I said, well, I listen to my heart and what lights it. I can't ignore that because that's me. That's really how I become the best version of myself. And people that are important to me will embrace that and help me fly with it and teach me what I need to know to be successful. I have like a whole slew of incredible people, resources that I can go to for help and knowledge. And I just ask. So how can other people apply stepping into fear? You know, like how, how have you been able to step into fear over and over again, taking over a business three quarters of a million dollar in debt? How much fear? You had to have so much fear. I mean, I know I wake up every day in fear and I talk about it all the time, right? Like, um, I I mean, just, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think we all do it in, in different ways, but I look for the opportunity and I, I don't look outside of myself. I look in and I really listen to my heart. And if that resonates, that's a right, right action for me. It's been interesting because I've been with business stuff back in the day. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. It was all men. I just didn't have the wherewithal to play the games of one-upping everybody, you know? And I just was honest. And not for anybody else, but for myself. But I had many people just not believe, but I felt really great about my integrity. You know, just basic needs were able to be, you know, I was able to put food on the table for my kids. That was big. That was the, that, you know, that was like my main concern at one point. I mean, I was a single mom and three kids. um, Well, yeah. I mean, being in custody and business that was in um, insurmountable debt, I thought. Now I look at it, I'm like, damn. Right. Hindsight, right? Yeah, like when yeah. when we're in it, it feels like... Overwhelming, big, mm-hmm. huge, insurmountable. And where do you start? So um, number one, start with yourself and listen. You know, we, we grew up with our mothers taking time for a spiritual practice. So that was... That was like not a unique thing for me, I, but I can't say I really did it. Yeah. Once I created space to just be and sit with myself, I didn't even get into other energy centers. It was it was here. And honestly, this is best place to start is heart. Yeah. It's our energy center and, and it's such a great resource. It's my guide. Yeah. And the capacity to dream. Because without a vision, without a thought about, I can be something more, I can do something more, I could, I could bike Africa, I could go off and start my own business. What if I bought an RV and traveled the country? What, what if I biked America? What, you know what I mean? And you guys, it's, it's taken action, you know, it's, and, yeah, and for the small actions. Things, yeah, for the unique things that light your fire. Yeah. Which yes. be totally different than ours. Probably. Right, right. And that's what makes, that's makes what's the world so cool about yeah. us is we're all so unique. It's like, not to like really get off track, but like your microbiome is like, that's that's why diets don't work, you know? We're all unique and every uh, those little guys inside of us change every three or, three or four months by what we eat. So, you know, it's not just us. We have a whole universe going on within um, are, are we going there with my we might need a break <laughs> <laughs> we get into microbiome yeah 
and biome and gut health and that's a whole episode in itself right we can talk about that for quite a while yeah i'm thinking about dreams you know i used to think dreams were like something that happened at night when you're sleeping and they do right or you get up and write them down but my main dreams boy they blast away eyes open you know game on when I, when I allow space, which to me is kind of interesting, that's shifted over over time and experience and, and, and stuff. So, Are you talking about sleep dreams or dreams just dream, like, just like goal dream, dreaming, dreams, like visions? Like yeah. vision. Um, future self-creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Future everything. Yeah, and I find like when I get away from the vision and um that's where that's where my most recent turning point was, right? Like I think I think we go through just these phases where we feel kind of like stagnant and then but you know how to get out. You know like now I do anyway. I didn't in the ball of misery, right? But now I know, hey, I just hit my am stack. I do these ritual things that get me back out, but I had not kept building my vision. And I knew I kept writing, build the vision, build the vision, but I just wasn't getting clear enough with it. You know what I mean? Like walking in that future self. It was like I had become this version that I had envisioned so long. I'm her now. And now it's like, right, right. And to keep formulating, it's like a constant process. How do you do that? We keep doing it, you know? Um, Well, it occurred to me when I looked over at my vision board, I was like, Oh, you know what? Because I have all these travel pictures on there and we talk about that, right? Like traveling the world. And I know I want to do retreats and things like you're talking about, you know, when you go to Mexico and when you do, like, I want to do these things because I want to see the world, but I also love doing retreats and workshops. It's like, it's my zone of genius. Like, I love it. It's kind of like being the captain of the team and getting everyone together and the vibes and the energy and teaching and just being like, I I feel like I'm in my zone, you know, even when I did the virtual camp. And so to be able to do that in these places where we can use the earth and the energy and the experience, like it just lights me up. I looked over at a vision board I had and I realized that I hadn't taken this vision to the next level and with my business. And, and then it becomes uh, before meditation, after meditation, getting in that space. So when I get in the field of infinite possibilities, I'm releasing the vision, right? I'm creating the vision. I can see it and I can feel, I, I can see myself there and I feel my heart open up. So you put the thought into the universe. Yeah. And then, and, and then I release it. Yeah, yeah. And I release it. And then, and then I just watch and when I see myself get in the fear-based thoughts, when I see myself get in the how and I feel uncomfortable and it's so difficult, I'm like, Slayer, this is how we talk to him, me when I'm in trouble. Slayer, get to the mat. That's what I say. And I lay out my yoga mat and I get in child's pose or I just get down on uh, my rug or whatever. And I just say, how can I serve? Show me I'm open show, you know, allow the windows to come and just being open to that and getting in that stillness again. Like, yeah, I do the same thing, but kind of in a different way. Yeah. How do you do it? I, um, wherever I am, I, I find something in my body that I can ground and I, um, practice embodiment. Like if I'm sitting here, I, I go deep into my gut and feel the, uh, just kind of ground myself 
and then I notice from the inside the sensations. That means to me emotionally. Then usually there's a really simple step I can do that might be really minute. It, it may be uh, throwing the clothes in the dryer and getting mm-hmm. my my environment around me organized or simplified or and in that motion will come more the next the next right thing the next step for progress in for the bigger things that that seem bigger but that you know it might be like the right. final thing but basically it's the preparation going in is that that is the joy of life and then those those surprises happen and i know i've created it Right, right. When when all the synchronicities start to appear, yeah. and it and it yeah. comes through that alignment, just feeling um, oneness. Yeah, through f- feeling the oneness. Yeah, creating it. When it and, turns and stepping into back, me allowing making something happen, it yes. just is not yeah. great. It never has been great. There's blips and errors and stuff. It feels hard. Where, where when, right, when you release and let go, it's just all so easy. That's my new thought. It's just so easy. It's easy and relaxed. Yeah, yeah. And it positive. And it flows. And when it's not in flow, it feels just more uncomfortable, more, it just feels harder. Yeah. Yeah, unhealthy. Where, but when we talk about taking action with things like habits, because those can feel hard for people too, when you're in the messy mil- middle of building the neural pathways in your brains. You know, this is a different thing than creating your future self and your dreams and your vision, because our brains are wired to want to have the rewards, right? Like on a biological level, like to understand this about ourselves and yeah. how important knowing your habits and your habit stacks are. Because without our habit stacks, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, both of us. True. And change. Even when I I create these like little, you know, little things and they Mm -hmm. turn into a stack and I practice them for a few months, they are ingrained. They're like, I don't even have to think about them. My, how I challenge myself is changing because the biggest um, block for me is change. You know, we're like, I'm like a creature of habit. So the habits are, are terrific. You know, I have to really look at those habits and tweak them continually so that my flexibility is maintained and my, that's your, your attention to it. It's like when you were talking about, um, people riding their bikes and when they get closer to home, that's when accidents happen because they let the attention go and driving a car. It's the yeah. same with habits. You know, when we get so used to doing something, and we don't change it up, like James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, we hit that plateau and we decrease. We actually decrease our um, capability at that yeah. habit or Potency. our, yeah, because it stays the stagnant. So, you know, it's funny you brought that up too, because we just were talking in the sisterhood on the Me First Guide, the planner, I had mixed it up and I made just like subtle changes this quarter and Ounce had commented, she's like, you know, I'm really liking the the changes just the little tweaks because she's like I didn't realize it but I'm a creature of habit yeah. and that she was enjoying like the little bit of a challenge just a slight little tweak I thought that was interesting because I had noticed it too and I thought to myself I'm like I'm going to change this every quarter just like small little like change a box here and there you know or like and not yeah. rock everyone's world with a whole new habit but to keep it interesting and keep it flexible and that's you know, brilliant. I, I think it will carry over to other things in our lives. 
Yeah. Well, and as humans, we want to keep learning. That's something else too. Oh my God, we could talk forever. Let's talk about um, just knowledge real quick. And then I think we can, we can probably wrap it because we have like I could just have footage for the next five years, but um, knowledge, like learning. So this is what happened to me, Mary. When I was, when I hit that ball of misery, I had stopped growing, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. even like really in my job, even though it was huge, you know, it was the, I was at the apex of being on site, right? But it was stagnant. You know, yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't learning. I, I mean, I go to leadership things and learn here and there, but I wasn't personally growing. And so I, I started, my body started growing because, um, it was so uncomfortable. I just kept eating and drinking everything in sight somewhere along the way, because in my thirties, I was really into like Jack Canfield and rich dad, poor dad. And I did some multi-level marketing and was really in that growth space. And then, you know, I got married and moved to Hawaii and got the job, the house on the, all that stuff. I thought that we're happy was going to be. And it, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't. So what was my point here? Oh, growing and learning because you and I spend so much time in our days learning, but also taking breaks from learning, I think is important too. How much time a week do you think you spend just learning things? Oh, continually. Yeah. Unless I'm in, in transition, just coming here, it's taken a week. I'm, I'm getting back into learning mode, but I also have like a lot of projects that need to be wrapped up and finished. So I kind of consider that learning too, because I have to figure out how to upload, download things. Oh I'm my God. In if I have to learn another software this Spreadsheets year. and you yeah. know, I'm trying to open another shop from a distance and I'm learning that. I'm always like thinking about what's the next certification thing that I'm going to do. I just love I love being with biohackers and and young coaches. So a lot of the things I'm involved with, I'm like the oldest one there. I'm like the crown. And I love it. I just have all these like young friends. It's it's well, and it, it keeps it keeps us young, learning does. Yeah. And I mean, so as humans though, even we want like we want to grow and when we stop growing you know, that was a lot of my ball of misery, I think, was... And how to grow and where we want to grow. There's so many different directions to take ourselves. That's where that, like, stillness and really sitting, being with ourselves and knowing knowing ourselves incredibly well. That can be probably the most scary thing on the planet. Yeah. Things will come up that I just really don't like about myself. I'm like, that is that, is that me? Is that me? <laughs> Like, yeah, I know, but you do. You and it's usually stuff I don't see in myself that comes from other people. Like that's that's what do they say? The five the five people closest to you that you spend the most time with, and it's not just those five; it's their five. Yeah. So it, that I, they're a reflection of you. That you draw people to you. That energy. That, are, that, that energy affects reflect who what we you want to see. Where we're going and what we want to be. So um, that's something I really pay attention to. And it's continually shifting. My friends are very different than they were five years ago. Yeah. And I love that. I know I've changed and I've grown when new people step into my life that light my fire that I have that I learn from mm-hmm. and that really want to see me be the best version of myself possible. Yeah. And it's a mutual thing. 
if you were to tell uh, HeartSing podcast listeners out there, give them one piece of advice to just kind of get started on their journey of maybe digging deeper. They're probably already on some self. What do you think is the single most thing they can do for themselves? I think the single most thing that you can do for yourself is sit and be still. Enjoy that inner adventure. That's the adventure of a lifetime right there, right inside of you. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. You will, but it's right here. Just sit and start. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful in there. Yeah. And, and um, being still, learning to be still. That's beautiful. Well, Mara, I think we should wrap it up. And um, thank you so much. I appreciate Love you, it. sister. Love you, too. You make my thank you. Sing. All right, witches and bitches. Until next time, uh, slayer out. Bagel on. Bagel on. Hey, are you guys still there? Let me know if you enjoyed this conversation on the road. I think I might do more of these as I'm out visiting more epic women in my life around the country. What do you think? I hope you took away as much as I did from this episode and are fired up to listen to your heart. You can email me anytime at slayer at namaslayer.com. I love mail. It's in my blood from summer camp. Nothing lights me up more than hearing about something I shared on my journey that inspired some action of yours or just how the heck you're doing. If you want to start your meditation practice, I'm offering free intro to meditation courses as well. And you can come and learn more and participate in a mantra-based meditation as well. Check out the show notes to the free courses, Facebook group, and more about what we discussed in today's episode. For real this time, you guys, until next week, my witches and bitches, slay her out.